Welcome to the SBCA Podcast Component Connection. Looking at how businesses around the country are innovating to take advantage of opportunities in the construction supply chain. Now, here's your host, Sean Shields. Welcome, everyone. We have two great guests on the podcast today. We have Ryan Heichel, sales manager for Shelter Systems Limited in Westminster, Maryland, and Jason Vallis, general manager for Bruce Jones Contracting in Hanover, Pennsylvania. Now, I've talked with these two guys before for the cover feature of the September 2020 issue of SBC Magazine. In that article, we highlighted their work on Maryland's largest affordable housing project to date, Woodlands at Reed Temple. Hey, Ryan and Jason, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate the intro, buddy. Hey, good morning, Sean. How are we doing today? Excellent. Well, I'm glad you're here. Okay, let's start with the unique partnership that Shelter and Bruce Jones have developed over time. What I'm hoping you can do is help us all understand sort of the synergies that you have developed between your two companies and sum up, you know, how that is greater than the two parts when it comes to completing large projects like Reed Temple. Gosh, I think to do that, we have to, we have to have a little bit of a history lesson there. Um, By all means. I want to say probably two decades ago, it really just started with something as simple as a line scope of work. Um, Bruce's team has a very unique setup where they're a turnkey framing organization that also manufactures wall panels and shelter systems 20 years ago got out of the wall panel business. So all we manufacture and supply are roof and floor trusses. Uh, so it really just started with the puzzle pieces fitting together. They build walls, we build floors, roofs, they set it all and it, uh, it just works. It wasn't until couple of projects where we really figured out that our our companies really aligned on several levels uh, as far as values, processes, things like that. Yeah, absolutely. There, there's a lot of parallels uh, that go along there as well. And at the end of the day, us being a turnkey f- framing manufacturer and, and shelter systems with the, with the trusses, it, it allows us to be able to um, to offer a, a, a true complete package to to the end customer, and they know that everything's going to be covered. We've worked together enough to know all each other's process, and there very much is a, a detailed process through both sides here. The more we work together, the more trust is built, and and we really have a good understanding as to what the other partner is going to have involved in their scope to, again, really be able to encapsulate everything and be successful on a project. So what you're saying is we finish each other's sentences? Yes, sir. That's exactly what I'm saying. (laughs) I like it. That's it. That's it. (laughs) Excellent. Well, okay. So let's look at this project itself. So when we were working on the article for the project, uh, someone had told me that the wall panels really drove this project. Uh, Can one of you or both of you sort of walk me through why that was the case and also, help me understand, is this typical for most multifamily projects, or was that something unique about Reed Temple itself? Sure. I've got a few things here. For the Reed Temple project specifically, there there was a lot of design changes that were going on up front. So there was stuff that was going on you know, daily with design dimensions, the geometry of the building itself, just the, the actual footprint 
that our designers were really instrumental in, in putting that stuff together. So we were able to take everything together in, in real time, the information that we were uh, having in conference calls and everything with uh, with the architects, because you got to remember, we were right in the onset of, of the COVID shutdowns and uh, did a lot, lot of stuff over the phone. I think we were the only ones at that point that really had a complete set of drawings. So we were able to relay that to the concrete man who was putting the foundations in, the masonry contractor who was installing the stair towers, elevators, uh, stem walls around. We were able to take you know actual unit layouts to provide to the plumber, the electrician, everybody that had anything under slab to be able to actually pinpoint walls uh, while these things were changing around you know, in, in real time. And that was the key. Those panels definitely drove that project for sure. You know, it's not untypical for, for us to be out on the front of that project because a lot of times, uh, wh- whether it's a design thing or whether it's, it's, it's MEP coordination or something that, that uh, you know, Shelter Systems and Bruce Jones are doing together to help out the other trade partners, at, at, at the end of the day, we're always trying to look out to try to find uh, better ways to get things done, better ways to skin the cat, and, and better ways to make sure that, um, that, that we have everything covered. You know, we're, we're looking down the road trying to uh, trying to protect everybody and make sure that everyone is successful on a project. And I think that really ties back to to where we started on this podcast, which is is really just the the history of trust, teamwork, uh, knowing each other's processes, um, and really working together. There's there's no hesitation whatsoever for anyone on the shelter or Bruce Jones team to reach out, uh, multi level, multi department. It's not uncommon uh, for one of my designers to be working directly with uh, w- with one of Jason's designers, uh, for one of my shipping team to be in direct contact with even as someone like uh, a production manager from Bruce Jones. There's just this open line of communication between our organizations just because of that, that trust. Uh, we know that in order to be successful, we need to be on the same page. So we are communicating early, often. It's fantastic. It's an excellent relationship. Brian, I think you hit that right on the head too, man. It's it's communication. Hmm. It, it really all comes down to communication. And and when both teams understand that communication and what that means and, and what that language is, I mean, that's that's really what opens everything up to being able to do stuff like this. Right. Well, let's, I mean, let's take, uh, let's take Reed Temple as a, as an example. You talked about panels and, and getting in front of the uh, design team as far as the architect and engineer are concerned and letting the, the panel design drive that. Um, that's that's happening in concert with the trust design as well. Uh, Absolutely. Bruce's designer, Paul, and, and my designer, Rob, were in constant communication. They probably talked once a day, if not more, while this project was going from the very start until the last stick was set. Um, and those two deserve a lot of kudos on this project. Not a lot gets done if, if, if Jason and I are just, uh, you know, kicking around ideas, it's gotta be the whole team. Absolutely. Well, I mean, so it's clear to me that you guys, um, have figured out your partnership and, you know, I like what you're talking about. Like it just takes communication. You just just gotta pick up the phone. You gotta get together. You gotta share information. You gotta share expectations. You gotta share developments. You gotta share changes, all that kind of thing. It makes me wonder, um, I mean, do you guys have this partnership with every entity that you work with in the supply chain? Like, why is it unique for you guys? Is this something that you wish uh, everybody in the supply chain did constantly? Yes, I, I do wish that's something. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Jason. 
that would be wonderful. I mean, we, we have relationships with lumber suppliers um, to where we go through, but it's I, I don't think that uh, any of any of them are, are exactly this you know this engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, for what we have going on here is 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 definitely a, a rarity out there, and maybe it's just human nature the way way everything is kind of turning. But uh, people have a, a tendency to, to skirt uh, responsibility, and that that's one thing that you, you don't have here. Um, it's never uh, uh, whose fault is this? What what's going on here? You know, this dimensions wrong, or or your walls too tall, or whatever it is. That that's never the conversation. That the, the conversation is always how do we fix it? How do we make it better? And and how do we avoid it from happening in the future? Hmm. I hundred percent agree. And, and I I don't think anybody that would listen to this podcast would uh, think it were far fetched to say that the construction industry in general can be somewhat adversarial at times. Um, like Jason said, it's uh, that the the tendency is to freeze up and close up and and go internal and point the finger rather than take responsibility and uh, and do what it takes to move the project forward. Jason Jason has a quote that he says all the time, which really always sticks with me, which is failure is not an option. And the moment you have an argument about who pulled a dimension wrong or who set a truss wrong or something like that, you, you failed immediately. Um, we just really didn't have time for that on this project or any project. I mean, schedules are tight. They were really tight on this one, but they're tight on every single project. And and we have a lot of trust in one another that we're going to do what it takes to to get the job done and and act in the best interest of the general contractor, of each other, of the design team, the building owner. We're just failure is just not an option. The precursor to that, too, I always tell everybody, you know, we get through, there's a lot of coordination that's going to have to happen up front. And I tell everybody the same, same thing, too, is I'm, I'm going to be a pain in the butt uh, get, getting out of the gate here. And and it's all targeted at, at uh, them having a successful project, because a lot of times I'm pushing them to make decisions uh, or, or uh, I'm pushing them to to correct things that that may not be working the best in the plans but at the end of the day I'm just pushing for a better project you know there's definitely a point to where you're trying to get these answers and trying to get everything together and uh you know that that that's when the failure is not an option uh, uh clause comes in where um Look, guys, you you're not you're not setting me up. You're not putting me in a good position to be successful in this job. I need your help to get this thing through. And and uh, a, a lot of times that'll turn back to Ryan and I. And you know, we spend a lot of time on the phone just figuring out how we're going to get through whatever specific situation it is. So, you know, I, I wish that there was one specific way to go about it. But every job is a little bit different. They all have their different caveats and 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 uh, challenges and and personalities into it. That uh, every time you go out there and start a new project, you're you're really putting your reputation back out on the line. And it's it's people a lot of times have a very short memory as well. Um, so just makes it that much more important. Uh, to 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 really just crush it out of the park every time you have an opportunity to step up to the plate. I think that's made a whole lot easier by the fact that I can trust that I'm I'm never going to butt heads with anyone on on Bruce's team ever. I, I mean, do we have our challenges? Are there mistakes? Of course, we're all human. But like Jason said, the conversation is never is never finger pointing. It's always okay. This happened. What's our strategy to make this? go away as quickly as possible to fix this issue so that quite honestly it's done before the end user ever even knows that it happened we're fixing problems before it uh 
before it even hits the GC, even if even if it's not a turnkey frame project, even if it's a, a project that the trust manufacturers hired directly by a general contractor or builder and, and uh, Bruce Jones has a separate contract, we're still working at a team. We're, we're never pitted against one another. You know, you guys said a few things in that just now that made me think, you know, this idea of, you know, failure isn't an option. We're trying to make the best project we possibly can every single time because memories are short and, and you want to be successful. One of the things that you talked about early on made me think about this of like, you are considering um, the other trades as well. You know, you're, you're thinking about the MEP, you're thinking about all the stuff that goes into your framing and trying to coordinate with those teams too. And I was sort of curious why you guys have that perspective. Cause that, that seems, correct me if I'm wrong, but that seems sort of rare, right? Well, you have an, an obligation to make sure that the other trade partners and, and stakeholders, everybody that's involved in that project has an opportunity to be successful. You don't ever want to do anything that you know is going to put somebody in, in a bad spot. And if you have an opportunity, you see something that may be an issue, you know, you got to point it out. It's a very much a, a team mentality, for sure. It's uh, which which is rare sometimes these days as well. You know, everybody kind of likes to uh, climb up on their own hill and plant their flag. But w- when we go into these projects, you know, a lot of times some other stakeholders are more perceptive of this and, and participate more than others. But at the end of the day, it's all about getting it done and bringing it home strong. Because if the guy behind you isn't set up for success, if you have anything in the way, I mean, it's always going to reflect back negatively on you. you again, they're not going to remember how fast it went up, how much work you did up front. You, you want everybody to be equally as successful. I mean, even if across the board, you're, you're looking and I kind of picture it uh, this way sometimes going through these jobs is uh, to get across the finish line. We're basically, we're, we're linking up, you know what I mean? We're locking up arms and, and one way or the other, man, we're going to pull you, push, push, pull between all of us, man. We're going to get this thing done. Everybody gets dragged across the finish line at the same time. That's it. That We're all going to finish. You know, If we have to drag, absolutely. <laughs> right. So, so I, I always like to think that, uh, that a turnkey framing package as a 3D puzzle, right? So we're, we're the outer edges of the puzzle. We're the thing that gets done first. We still got to fill in all the meat in the middle. And if that meat doesn't fit, Jason's absolutely correct. It's going to ultimately reflect poorly on us. So that that team mentality extends beyond the framing package. It, we we have to work with the mechanical contractors, with the plumbing contractors, because if we're going to be successful. Everybody's got to be successful. We have a few opportunities on local projects where we actually get to make some recommendations on uh, mechanical contractors, plumbers, drywall. We get to pick the guys that we like to work with or at least make a recommendation. And those are by far the most successful projects for every team. When you have a consistent turnkey framer through trades, uh, when that team is all gelling, it's, it's fantastic. It, it, the, the project just flies. You learn from one building to the next. Nobody makes the same mistake twice. It just flows. It just makes it easy. Absolutely. It's like having a great band together, man. You just know when to stay in the pocket. That's it. Right. And we understand that, that the dollars and cents matter. It, it drives a lot of the decision-making from a general contractor's perspective. What I don't think that there's really a study for is you know, what's the true monetary value of a cohesive team? I think Reed Temple is a perfect example of that. We have a few others that we have a perfect example of that as well. 
but it'd be it'd be nice to be able to determine what the actual value of that team is because like i said it is it's a true rarity today construction industry is just an adversarial place at times and i i feel it would be a whole lot better if there were more people that were willing to shake hands rather than ball up their fist mm-hmm. if you could find a way to quantify what that actually means and, and put an actual dollar amount on what that what that means to turn a project that way by doing it this way. I, I'd love to see it. But, you know, f- from experience, seeing the other side of this, and I, I know that there's a uh, there's a lot of cases out there to, to quantify it in the other way, for sure. Right. Well, Ryan, Jason, thanks for joining us today. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. But if you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please give this podcast a favorable rating and share it with others. Also, consider subscribing to SPCA's Component Connection podcast on whatever platform you use most. That way, you'll immediately know when we publish our next podcast. This has been a Component Connection podcast brought to you by SPCA. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover in a future episode, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com.